Welcome to the third episode of Cowboys Takeover with your host. I'm Jason Kent with me again, as always, the illustrious, illustrious. That's a weird word to say, illustrious. It's probably even harder to spell. My illustrious colleague, Aaron. Aaron, how you feeling today? Doing good, Jason. How you doing today, my man? Oh, it's a beautiful day. Another one of those work from home, uh, work from home Thursdays, which is nice because yesterday, man, that traffic, I'll tell you, driving it. We talked about it last time. That's that's part of the reason I love I love staying home, work from home. Yeah, that forty minute drive. There's nothing worse <laughs> when I'm getting on two ninety five. Right, you, you, people are slow, so I'm I'm working my way in. I'm an aggressive driver. That's what my dad taught me. You put, you know, you, if you go, most likely, you know, people are going to not be as aggressive. I get over to that left lane, and you got that, you got that one driver that just wants to get in the left lane and cruise sixty five. There's nothing worse than like you're you're 15 cars back and you just see that car up there just not moving, just mm-hmm. the granny in it. And and usually the best thing is like they give you the look, like they're giving you the look. Mm-hmm. Like there's two other lanes here, bud. We're we're here to go. Left lane is the fast trip is the fast lane. We need to, you know, we got places to be. If you want to <laughs> old daisy it, move over two lanes. You know, I mean, yeah, uh, nothing, nothing makes my blood, my blood boil more than being in a rush and driving. And if my wife is with me, it makes it that much more uh, out of control in my mind. But I got to ask you this now, are when you time your, when you time your route from out the door to your desk chair, how much time are you giving yourself to be there on time? So I've learned, <laughs> that's a great question. Cause I've learned I had to up it because especially <laughs> like pre pandemic, it was so much worse. Cause that, you know, everybody's driving every day. So now I know my, 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 my Mondays and my Wednesdays, I know I can, or no, my Monday and my Friday, I can leave a little bit later. It's that Wednesday, that middle of the week. Apparently everybody goes to work on Wednesday. Who would have mm-hmm. thought, dude, it gets bad. I got, I got to leave early. My, but one buddy, he's like, we work he lives right near me we work at the same place and he's like dude i don't know he's like i leave at 7 40 i'm like dude you're gonna be late all the time especially on wednesdays because the traffic is terrible and there's always that guy and then you like it's tough because you never really account for accidents which they're like you don't want to see them yeah but there's always something and then everybody wants to stop and look man and that's the well, problem is when, especially too, when I, when I look at the license plate in front of me and I see it's not a Jersey driver, <laughs> I know it's going to be even worse. And because the stereotype about us is very true. We are <laughs> terrible drivers, but we're aggressive. We're yeah. all aggressive. So it works. Well, what's crazy. And for listeners, again, we're, we're in New Jersey. I moved to New Jersey from California. One of my, my biggest experiences was being on the road. The difference of just being on the road and how frequently you hear uh, car horns going off <laughs> all the time. And hey, to, I mean, last point with with your situation, rainy days make things you got to you got to add another 10 minutes like automatically on rainy days. For some reason, everyone takes their their foot off the gas on rainy days. So that's, you know, that's a big deal. And it gets pretty annoying, even if it's sprinkling or drizzling you never know what you're going to get but just two days ago i'm at the light coming out of the office um i'm behind i'm second in line at the red light and the third car behind me 
the car behind me honks <laughs> the horn at the very same time the light goes from red to green like he, you 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 know i count in my head 3 seconds or if i see that the driver is on their phone cuz you sometimes you can see through and you can see if they you yeah. can see their phone and you're you know you you got to give them that tap and let them know like you're not the only one you know <laughs> with, with place, that yeah. has places to be but the, you know, this was a little bit extreme you're you're third in row it's my job being second to call out the person in front of me. I love that. That That's so perfect. It is your job. It's that second person in Rose's job. That's <laughs> whose it is. I agree with you. I had to learn to, to dial back my, when it hits green go, because there was, this was years ago. Um, I was driving with somebody else and the light turned green and I, dude, what are you doing? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Not two seconds later, this car come in, coming the other road blows through the red light so thankfully it's one of those moments where it's like it's probably better i wasn't driving today that was the lord telling me <laughs> the lord was the lord let me know early on don't drive because you're going to die <laughs> like he put it in, let me know let somebody else get me to work that day but it, yeah it's tough we're, we're terrible drivers we're too aggressive and we're impatient so but uh, that's a good yeah man i do like i'm gonna start using that one it's the i'm number two it's my job to let this person know don't you dare honk i know i should i should have been the one honking at the guy you know trying to take my job i should have stepped out yeah yo i got this it's my job today (laughs) oh man that's that's so good oh so today we have a little bit of a you know not a lot's going on the the they do have kind of their off-season meetings the head coaches meetings um wherever they have it, they're talking, um, not, not a lot of news. I know, you know, Dallas's biggest, um, news this week. They, I think they re-signed Jonathan Hankins, um, uh, one year, 1.5, nothing, you know, nothing outstanding. I don't think it was a terrible signing. I don't think it was a, it's not a super great signing. It's not something, it's not like the, you know, we, what, where we wanted Bobby Wagner, but, um, you think that, you know, that's a good re-signing, right? You, You like that move? Yeah, I mean, you you just don't know what you're gonna get out of the draft. You know what what Hankins is, what he can do. I, I did come across a stat where our defense improved to three point seven yards per rush average from a four point five when he was in the game, and there was a lot of commentary about him doing, you know, holding down the fort for that 49ers game and and allowing the the linebackers to have lanes to uh to keep McCaffrey shut down and keep in mind they, they struggled that game the Niners did offensively it was it was a, a defensive battle but so hey like you said um not earth shattering news but hey we we have someone um to that we know going into the season that that can deliver um I was even thinking over the week what would be the biggest splash and make us number one contenders. And I pulled, I searched Aaron Donald's contract. Can can we get Donald in over here? And dude, dude, <laughs> let me. For people that know me, they know I'm an Aaron Donald guy. Like my two favorite players in sports is Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers, and and. And Aaron Donald for the Rams. And it's terrible. Like my favorite teams, my favorite players don't play on them, which is terrible. Um, mm-hmm. 
dude i that dude is such a monster and they i just don't know i i would love that would be a type of move i think if he would have to go to the front office and say i want out mm-hmm. i don't see them because it's not like ramsey's not a he wasn't a rams guy they brought him in kind of like a contract killer type of dude hey help us win that's what you know he that they seem to be bringing in a lot of those dudes they won the super bowl and now they're blowing it up um i know he was talking about retiring but man dude if you put him you could oh my god opposite micah parsons dude dude what would you do you couldn't you there's no way (laughs) like that would be the most terrifying duo and because both of them could move around that would be nice that would be a great dream that would be that would be a move it would take a lot (laughs) that would be fantastic but like you said i I think the hankins deal it's while not flashy while not earth shattering um he does improve improve the run defense he does you know when i was reading about it it does state that you know they were saying you know he he definitely opens up those lanes for those linebackers to flow um, especially on, on rundowns and run plays. So so it's definitely, like you said earlier, one of those big boys to eat up some blocks and let, let our speed behind us just make plays. So I think that's uh, – um, I like to do – I liked it. it. And it's cheap. It's nothing big. Um, I really think we let one slip through our fingers without, uh, without really knowing the details of what Wagner wanted to do. I think that, that we really let slip through our fingers. I think he was a – would have been a huge piece uh, on this defense. Definitely. Uh, but next, I think um, kind of a lot of news. I think a lot of a lot of the chat boards I'm reading, a lot of the fans, a lot of the news is still on Dak. And I, I think what is Dak? I still it feels like there's you have people that love him, and you have the other side that people that just aren't sold. Um, and I, I frankly, I don't I don't know where I'm at on him. Um, but I know I think it was right after the. Um, right after the loss to, to San Fran, uh, th- there was talks with uh, Coach Parcells, and he w- they were asking about the cow. He was talking about the Cowboys, and he he did bring up you know they're they're a very good team, um, but when it came to to Dak Prescott, he seemed not sure, and his comments were, "They don't have a top top quality quarterback in Dak Prescott, but I do think he's good enough to win with." I think they have to put more pieces around them. They just have to be more reliant on the overall scheme. Their defense is pretty good, but their offensive scheme has to be more balanced. So when you hear that, what are your first thoughts when you hear something like that about a guy who's frankly paid to be a franchise, the top real five quarterback in this game? Yeah, well, that makes me think when you're a franchise quarterback and you have that word franchise quarterback associated with you you're making at least 40 million dollars a year and a lot of guaranteed money parcells continue on to say he's not the type to elevate average receivers into pro bowlers so i had to take a half step back who are the quarterbacks that are elevating the these receivers and you know the first ones that the first one that came to mind is so random, but Peyton Manning and Eric Decker. <laughs> when oh, Decker, man. when yeah. Decker, when Decker got paid, I'm like, this guy is not that good. Like, right? He went to the Jets, and I think they they paid him like a 
Oh, they broke was, him off. Yeah. Yeah. A few years with Peyton in Denver. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, you kind of have that as an example. And I guess that holds true. You know, I don't think Dak can make someone like Decker into a pro bowler. I guess that's pretty accurate. But then you look at, right, so Peyton Manning, two Super Bowls. Drew Brees, one Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, one Super Bowl championship. So it's, look, it's really hard to win in this league. Romo, if you look at Romo's numbers, his regular season numbers, and that's all you had in front of you. You had no access to any other information, and you you had a concussion recently. And you look at those numbers, <laughs> and you and someone asks you, "Do you think this player won a Super Bowl championship?" You're probably like, um, "Okay, I, you know, looking at his career, looking at these numbers, yeah, I guess, I guess I'd say, yeah. I mean, and then you know, maybe maybe you compare him with like a Drew Brees, right?" Now Drew is like throws for almost like five thousand yards every year. Now, granted, he had Sean Payton, but I guess what I'm what I'm working my way towards here is that for Dak, I I have to agree he's not going to elevate these players, but he is good enough. Me personally, I am I'm all out sold on Dak. I'm a I'm a believer. Okay, so so you're you're 100 invested in in Dak for the future. You think they should start working towards a renegotiation with him? Yes. Now I'm not saying we shouldn't start succession planning and always have someone mid round. The Parcells also recommended well as an option. He said you could extend them to create cap space. Uh, you could do nothing, and then you're just going to be stuck doing one-year deals with veterans, trying to keep the band, you know, keep bandaging the team, like put a bandaid on it to just try to get year over year. But in my opinion, you're going to lose veterans that want, are going to want multi-year deals and more guaranteed money. And then Parcells also went on to say that you can also go out and draft a QB to succeed Prescott and have them on a rookie deal. And that makes me think of, you know, San Francisco and what they have going on. But that kind of fell into their lap because of injury. They kind of found out who they had. So they were fortunate in that instance. And the same thing happened with Romo and Dak. And and to be fair with that point, I, I know we are a Dallas podcast, but I try to be as real as possible. I think overall San Fran team, if you take just the quarterbacks out of the question, uh, and just look at the remaining team. I think San Fran's a much more complete team to where their quarterback isn't going to need to win them games. Mm-hmm. Dallas, on the other hand, while I do believe they are very good, I do think for them to win a Super Bowl, Dak has to be a guy. Dak can't be in the back where he needs to be. And I, I know he's not a Hattie Mahomes. He's not in the level of of a Aaron Rodgers of a who's the dude from Buffalo? Why is it escaping me? Um, Josh Allen. Um, but he needs to be in that level to, for them to win a Super Bowl. To where I think other teams like a San Fran, and I've talked about this with a few of my fa- San Fran friends. They they that you to have a quarterback like they have, 
and there's nothing wrong either. Dude's a professional, so I can't, you can't knock on the guy. They have two guys that they just aren't a one guy that they know what he is, kind of six games or eight games last year, something like that. And he blew out his elbow. He's projected to be the starter over their number three pick. Mm-hmm. So it just, and then, so even with their quarterback uncertainty, they are the number two projected odds for the Super Bowl. So that just tells you what a complete team they are. And yeah, I do kind of agree with what you're saying. Um, I don't know if I'm a hundred percent sold on Dak, but I this is where you kind of have to look at teams um, like Minnesota and Kirk Cousins. Is Kirk Cousins a guy? And and because we've said we've heard a lot of I think since last year there's been a lot of comparisons to Dak and Kirk as they're just mm-hmm. you know they put up some fluff stats. At the end of the day, when the games, bigger games, they're not going to come through. Um, and I think that's a very fair and accurate assessment of what we've seen from Dak. Early on in his career, he wasn't asked to do it. Um, he didn't have to be a guy because um, he had that powerful offensive line. He had Zeke. Um, they, they had a pretty good defense back then, too. Um, so it's really kind of just run the ball and let let Zeke handle it, and you just have to make some plays. You just don't have to lose us the game. But to me, that all switched for Dak once he got paid. The year he got injured, his stat. I think he was. I think it was like. I think their record wasn't. They weren't five hundred when he got hurt. They were under five hundred, but his stats were man going upward he was looking Mm -hmm. like he could have been a guy um and then they paid him like a top five quarterback and that's the issue like you said like at this point if this team is built to win now so it's tough to say let's get rid of Dak who I I do still think is a top 10 quarterback in this league but I don't think he's a guy that can take you to he's not he's not going to be the reason you go to a Super Bowl, but on the other flips, on the flip side, how many quarterbacks really are? But then what we've seen over the last few years, you really need a quarterback that you need a, a, a Mahomes, you need a Brady, you need a Rogers, you need a Manning to really win Super Bowls. Not many teams. You don't see teams winning Super Bowls that have average quarterbacks nowadays. You're not going to see, what was it? Elvis Gerback getting to a super. You're not going to see Trent Dilfer going with Baltimore. You're not going to see Kerry <laughs> Collins going with the John. You know, you just don't see those quarterbacks going today. And I think that's with the way the league is. Um, but it's tough, like you said. It, it if you get rid of Dak, you're kind of in that situation because right now I think they're going with Dak. I believe they're probably a, a ten to twelve, thirteen win team a season. Would you would you say that's fair assessment of of where they're at? Yeah, yeah. And well, then, I think that's generous. Um, if you take Dak off, you're in mediocrity, and I think with the team, it's tough to really replace. You don't want to have veteran in, veteran out, kind of switching up quarterback. Um, so it's tough because, and I think a lot of it too. The tough part now is he he's paid, and and I I was looking at the contracts, um. This season, he's not getting paid. I think he's sixth, but that's also because he did. He took that. I believe he took a pay cut this season to get 
to help cap room. So next year, I think his cap hits 50 or his cap is numbers like $56 million. That's a lot. And, and with the way the quarterback market's going, it's going. So like, and I think we need to look at a bit, a little bit like a, a, at a Lamar Jackson, even though play style is different. Um, you need to look at, at a, a Jalen Hurts now, who's in the last year of his deal. He's going to get paid. Um do you think now that they're going to have, do you think kind of they're going to be stuck with it because they have the talent? Do you think they're stuck really paying Dak because they have a window and you probably can keep it open a little bit longer with Dak? Do you think they're stuck looking at those other deals that Dak may have to get broke off big time in that, like that type of deal to, to stay consistent? Mm-hmm. So, well, first of all, it, Dak the Cowboys quarterback always goes under so much criticism and scrutiny. He really doesn't deserve a lot of the uh, blame, I guess I would say that he generally gets from the media, generally speaking. Now, Hey, he's coming off one of his worst years. I I don't recall him ever being compared to Kirk cousins, but that just came up this past year. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> right. So, Here's the other thing with quarterbacks. It's so much easier to get worse than to get better when you already have a top 10 quarterback. I agree with you. He is in the top 10. He he can be elite any given game. He can ball. He can definitely ball. There are those games, unfortunately, that are below average. To answer your question, they got to be talking to him about making it a friendly deal and show him that they're making these other investments to help improve. And so he doesn't have to do so much, but help get the team to championship, uh, to be championship contenders. He's, he's going to have to come to realize now, I think the leverage from that standpoint is on the front office side because we're coming to Dak and you don't even really have to sell him so much that we're going to build around him because we do have a lot of pieces. Yeah. Agreed. And, and it's going to come down to if, if we can't work something out team friendly, we're, we can't keep both Diggs and Parsons and lamb. So work with us and you know, we can keep some key pieces here in the coming in the coming years. Now, given how weak the NFC is, NFC conference, we talked about, right? The Eagles and Cowboys are kind of there and there's a big drop off um, after that. This is probably the year you, 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 you do what the Rams just did two seasons ago, right? You, you, we got the Gilmore. Is there a way to get Aaron Donald in or, 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 Hey, I could see, I was actually, I, yeah, I continue to think about this DT spot. You know, if we have injuries middle mid season, I'm already thinking of uh JJ Watt. Like, would he come out of retirement to play half oh, a season? He's invested. He's invested in some of these moves. I like where your head is, buddy. <laughs> I can dig that. I but like it. So, yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, they're going to have to work something out with Dak. If 
the Ravens called, or if Lamar, because he's doing his own legwork, if Lamar calls Jerry Jones and says, hey, I would love to be a cowboy, and I'll leave it at that. Maybe, right? Do we... Do you entertain it? I think you have to entertain the call. My problem with that is... I don't even know, man. He's the, the whole issue. And the one thing I don't want to say I hate with hearing Lamar, like you hear the, the one side say, well, he's never won anything, which I, you know, he has not Yeah. But what, what is they put around them? I, I understand they've drafted receivers. So at, at, to me, it's a fine line between at what point is it Lamar's passing ability and at what point is it the re- the receivers just aren't good enough? But if you put him in that offense where you have Pollard, you have a CD Lamb, he could be special. The only problem, like how much how much money are you giving him? And is it is it that much to go over to say I'm going to trade out him? Because I think I think Lamar like Dak keeps you in the playoff conversation every year. Is he getting us over the hump? Lamar already said he wants to be paid. I think the issue, I think a lot of this, like you said, or like you said a little bit ago, I think a lot of the issue is going to be, especially with Dak, can we get something team friendly? Because I do think, I do think Parcells is right in terms of, I I, I don't know if Dak, um, he's not taking them. He's not a guy that's going to take receivers to the next level. Like it took, it took Amari Cooper coming here to get. To, so it's more you the the receivers are making Dak. It seems like because when you've shown mm-hmm. before Amari Cooper, there was a huge difference. That was it seven or eight games before Amari Cooper. Yes, and then once he got like it, it's a huge gap. Now I think you may be able to say that for a lot of quarterbacks because if you give them a, you know, Pro Bowl All Pro type receiver, they're going to be different. Um. But man, his play drastically increased. So I think it's tough. I think they have a big decision over the next year, year and a half. Um, I think some of these other contracts are going to dictate what Dallas does. Um, because it's going like it's going to, we've been saying a lot, it's going to be tough when you have Parsons, you have Diggs, you have CeeDee Lamb. You now have to think about running back because if you don't re-sign Pollard, now you have to, you know, you have to probably draft a running back. There's there's teams. While this team, I think, is set up for a run at a Super Bowl, I still think there's a, a good amount of holes on it that they need to address. So I think a lot of it is going to be on Jerry, is going to be on Steven um, to, to look and see what's out there and, and really do their due diligence on players and, and know when to cut. I feel like they've been doing well recently, kind of knowing when to walk away from guys. Um, so... And it stinks because Dak's so young. You just don't know. And I don't want people to think that we're, you know, I'm definitely to think I'm hating on him. I know you said you're all in. I'm just not the last two playoffs runs, not even runs because it's like one game and two mm-hmm. games. And we beat a, a below 500 Tom Brady team where people think it's impressive. That's not impressive, guys. I get it's Tom Brady. A below 500 team in the playoffs is not impressive when you beat them. And then again, San Fran, he he crapped the bed for the second year in a row. Um, so it's t- I don't does he can he I don't know if he can elevate his game to the next level to be where we need him to be 
and to actually say, yo, you know, to prove kind of Parcells wrong and be like more, hey, I'm going to be the reason. I'm going to go out and sling it and win us these games. For, for me, with Dak, I think part of him is taking like a step back, seeing the jump that Jalen Hurts made from one year to the next. And I think he's thinking to himself, I can do that. I don't I think that's motivating him this offseason. And I've already seen clips of him working out with some of the receivers where he he wants to be have that respect in our division, which he's earned. He has a really good divisional record. But to have Jalen Hurts make the jump that he did and the success that he's had. I, I I believe in Dak. And like I mentioned before, Romo didn't really get that great and consistent until his 30s. He was doing a lot more audibles later in his career. He was seeing the field a lot, a lot better pre um pre-snap, which this will we'll get into it more. But I always thought after well, actually after seeing Romo in the booth, in the broadcast booth, I think he'd be a great head coach and a great offensive coordinator. I agree with you there. I think he 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 definitely knows the game of football. I, I do he knows the game very well. Mm-hmm. And uh and so just a couple comments because with Lamar Jackson, because it's it's in our face every day in the news. The everyone is covering this. He's getting more, seems to be getting more and more vocal on Twitter. And unfortunately, it just I can't think of a time where you know a a very you know an elite quarterback becomes available. They're the incumbent team is fumbling the situation. He doesn't have an agent, which I think is playing a role in and hurting more than it is helping. It's such a, a bad time to be available. The, so the, the, look at the teams that need quarterbacks, the bucks have no Capro. They just signed Baker of Mayfield, the Pan, Panthers, Titans, Colts, and Texans are in position to draft their next project. I think they all have top 10 drafts and they're all projected to take quarterbacks. Yeah. So they're taken care of there. Why are they going to bring in someone that wants $60 million a year? And not to mention they fully guarantee contracts. You have free agent quarterbacks that have already been taken care of with Derek Carr and Garoppolo. The, the two top probably f- free agents in the market. His style of play is pretty unique. I mean, uh, Coach Harbaugh has, has done his, uh, an incredible job changing his offense from Flacco, uh, more of a passer, to a Lamar. And I think that's also impacted or part of the, the challenges with not bringing in more weapons because he's just because the way the guy's built. So his style of play and the money he's asking for is a very tough pill to swallow. And you have, you know, the commanders there, they need a quarterback, but they they did just sign Brissett and the company is about to be sold. 
So they're likely, and you know, there there's talks about that franchise being sold before the draft, which which would benefit the you know new ownership. But there's just not a lot of options for him. And it's because t- it's not like I know. I see a lot of people. Well, Deshaun Watson got the deal done quick. It, it, like you said, I think the biggest issue with him is style of play. And and nobody, like, I don't think, because he's shown, you know, he's won MVPs. I believe he's thrown over 4,000 yards. Um, he, I think he led the league in touchdowns one year. So nobody's saying he can't throw. Mm-hmm. But when you bring in Lamar Jackson, you know you can't have, you know, a prime, like a, a young Joe Flacco backing him up. You can't have that type of quarterback. If you're bringing Lamar, you have to change your whole offensive play style. So now, like, you can't, you have to have a backup quarterback who has a very similar skill set to Lamar. So I think, I I think you're spot on with a lot of that. Um, I think, I don't think Harbaugh gets enough credit. Like you said, he went from Joe Flacco, who is just a 6'5 statue in there, to one of the fastest, quarterbacks and fastest players we've probably ever seen in this league and he did it very seamlessly in one season um but i do think that is is a lot ride you know riding on why he's not getting signed and i agree with your other points as well a lot of teams don't have cap space and uh, why am i going to pay and i get you know you should be about winning but if i can draft a quarterback who can get me wins and pay him you know, 30 million less a year, why would I not give that an attempt? Um, so I I think you're right. A lot of and it's not a lot of these teams that need quarterbacks are in position to take take rookies. Man. But so but I it's and it, it bring it back to 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 Dak. Do, do we see do we see Dak when he gets up? Do we even see him in free agency? Oh, another thing we didn't even talk about, Lamar. If you sign him, you got to give two first round picks to Baltimore on top of your guaranteed <laughs> money. So there's a lot, lot working against him. But I do think he gets signed. I still think he gets signed for big money. And the one thing that's tough, man, is is knowing because Burrow's up soon too uh, for contract. I don't think Josh Allen got paid yet. I could be wrong on that. I don't remember if he did or not. Um. Oh yeah, I believe he did. Okay, but but I know with Hertz, Lamar, and and Burrow coming up, Herbert's coming up. Two adjust, they I think they opted. You know, so a lot of these guys are in their fifth year, getting close to that fifth year option. Man, because Dak is. Do you think these next two? Do you think Dallas is already working towards it? Do you think Dallas is playing wait and see, or do you think Dallas wants to be preemptive and try to get something in before? Because if you play wait and see. I don't, it's, it's one of two ways Dak balls out and they have to break them off big. Um, and if you win a Super Bowl, I'm okay with that. But if he plays well and just doesn't get there and then they have to pay him, it's going to be tough. And I think, I think we'll hit, we'll hit with this kind of finish up with this one. How much is him losing Kellen Moore and, and kind of Kellen style? Which, you know, outside of last year, I think Dak played very well and, and, and looked good at times. There's times he looked fantastic. Um, it, it's switching up a, a offensive play caller. Um, I'm sure I'm pretty sure they're going to McCarthy at this point. Um, 
going to hurt kind of hurt Dak. How much is that going to affect Dak? Not having that guy who, who Kellen Moore has been around a while. He's played for the Cowboys kind of, he's, he, he definitely seems like the guy that there we say like quarterbacks that aren't great, make the best coaches because they know the game they've had to study. They've had to put in the work. How much is losing a guy like that? That's been a quarterback that sees things the way you see it is how much is that going to affect Dak going forward this season and next season? Yeah, well, the good thing is it's a very similar, you know, some pretty much same playbook, very similar, um, you know, scheme. It's not like a brand new whole coaching staff and new playbook that he has to learn new language as they commonly refer to it. So from that standpoint, it's going to feel a lot of the same. I believe I heard McCarthy say, you know, maybe we can expect a 20 to 30 percent change in you know difference in play calling it's so tough to say because a lot of it is game management right if we if you fall behind you got to throw it whether you whether you want to or not something that i was curious about is as is why didn't we could have easily just said hey more we we love your approach for the games but we want to keep you on staff we want your input but mike's going to call the co- the pl- the place yeah i i think that would have been valuable for jones because the the front office because if mccarthy's calling plays you're not happy with it maybe you can let him go halfway through the season and then you bring in more to be interim coach and he picks up where he left off i feel like we left we let go of a valuable asset, almost similar to like a Sean Payton type of situation. It may not. So, you know, hey, we, the eyeball test without looking at the numbers, it may not seem like a big deal. But in four seasons as offensive coordinator, Moore's unit ranked number two in the NFL in total offense at 391 net yards per game. And I feel the same way as a coach as I do from the coach's perspective, especially play caller, as I do with the quarterbacks, that when you're number two already, you know, when you think going to Mike or we're going to be number one, like it's, like I said, my, my thinking is it's like, it's easier to take a step back to take, than taking a step forward. Yeah. And McCarthy, he's, you know, his excuse can be like, Hey, I don't have a Zeke for the goal line. You know, if our red zone numbers hurt, that can be an issue. If he does better, Hey, he has cooks more. Didn't have cooks cooks on the team. He was working with Noah Brown as the, the third option. So it's, it feels already kind of like a night and day situation from a player's perspective Our defense is likely, our defense is likely going to be even better than before. Um, you look at how Callen called the, the games for Cooper Rush. He did a really good job with Cooper Rush. I just yeah. feel, to me, I just feel like Moore was given the green light. You have your QB, be as creative as you can be. Let's light it up. Let's win some games unapologetically. Let, let's go get it. And it just seemed like, you know, that's what he was trying to do. He did a, a great job. 
you know, Dak just kind of, you know, didn't, didn't help him out. Do you think it could have been a McCarthy thing to get rid of? It could have been him playing. Cause I always thought I did think Kellen Moore was kind of the successor is what I thought they were going to give my whole thought with it was I thought McCarthy. Um, I actually thought he was going to get canned after last season. Honestly, I, I really okay. believed he was going to be the guy. Um, and they were going to promote Kellen Moore kind of like they did with Garrett, um, which didn't happen. I was shocked when Kellen Moore left. I don't know if it was because I don't, he, he went, it's same. It's the same kind of role he has. Like he didn't, he didn't upgrade. Um, so I wonder, and it's the, you know, both parted ways. I, I tend to believe, and just by the way McCarthy's comments where he said he wants to run the ball more, I tend to believe McCarthy kind of saw the writing on the wall. And it was one of those things. It was a Bill Parcells thing. If you're going to, want, you know, I forget that exact comment. If you want me to cook the dinner, may let me buy the groceries. And I feel like McCarthy want, you know, if you're going to bring me in here to be an offensive, I'm an offensive guy. You guys brought me in here. Let me bring me in here. Mm -hmm. um, so I, and I kind of think it was one of those things where, you know, and I, I could be a hundred percent off base, but I, I truly believe that, you know, there is probably a meeting with the Joneses and McCarthy and he so nicely pushed Kellen out the door because he, he, he sees it's his, I think McCarthy even sees this season. Um, if they can't get to a, a NFC championship game, if it's one of those, they're stuck again against San Fran and they just, at the end of the game, it, it they choke again, which it, it really, they did. They were had every position last year to win that game and they just couldn't get through. Um, I think McCarthy's gone. So I, I tend to believe more. It was McCarthy seeing the writing on the wall and he, he knows, you know, and it stinks for Kellen Moore. He's young. He got a job right away. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not like a real life where you kick somebody out, they're homeless forever. Like he got, he fell on his feet really quickly, mm -hmm. but I do think McCarthy saw it and wanted him out because he didn't, he, you know, he knows his time is coming. So I think he, he knew that, which it could bite him. Like you said, we, we've had a top, top five offense, you know, for the last four or five years, you know, with running, passing, they've done it both ways. So it's, it's tough. So the good thing is we have Dan Quinn there. We can potentially get Kellen Moore back because he's not a head coach. Uh, so, hey, that, given the situation, we have some, we have some, we're in position to kind of make, make up for that. No, nothing, I don't think, you know, bridges were burned. But to your point, I think you're onto something because at the end of the day, you just couldn't give enough blame, pass enough blame to McCarthy, right? He's in, he's there. He's like, Hey, I'm, I'm not, not calling ca the place. I'm not calling the place. Yeah. What am I doing? I'm just, I'm a figure. And, here. and this is what the Jones wanted. And Hey, Kellen was, was crushing it. Uh, great for him. He was good at what he, what he does. Um, So yeah, let's, you know, we've talked about it before. We're going to be, it's all about McCarthy. Hey, the, the thing that drives me bonkers, the penalties. 
Yeah. I think a lot of that falls on your coach. You're, that, that to me, that's a head coach. You know, you need to be, mm -hmm. you need to have your team disciplined and ready to play a hundred percent. They now did have too many stupid penalties this season. Yeah. Now the coaching staff granted, you know, a lot of that is delegated to them. A lot of the, the detail is delegated to your linebackers coach, your receivers coach, your O-line coaches. But at the end of the day, you know, as head coach, you got to be in these guys' ears. You got to be the communication has to be really clear. And it, it's just like, it's like game after game, it felt like we had that one super mental mistake, whether it's running into the kicker, like those things always seem to come against us at the worst time. You know, I, I don't want, I don't want that anymore. And we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have that anymore. So you know, I, I, I want to see improvement there, but of course, Hey, look, if we have another 12, 13 win season, which is very likely, he's probably going to stick around. But does a 13 win season save your job? If you're not getting out of the divisional round, that's the question. I think that's the big question. Um, and how much of it is on Dak? How much of it's on the head coach? Mm -hmm. I think I think those are those are definitely questions I think that are going to be asked this season. I think I, this is a big season both. If I think for both of them, I think um, if I'm if I'm McCarthy, I'm going to Dak and saying, "Listen, we we need to hitch our wagons together right now," um, because you may get paid. Like if you want to be the Cowboys quarterback going forward, we need to get here. And if I want to be the head coach going forward. This is where we need to be. Um, so I, I think it's it's important for both of them to get on the same page early. Um, man, it just I, I, is losing Kellen Moore that big of a deal. I think we'll find out. I, I think it's going to be a long season. Um, I'm excited to see what they do in the draft. You know what they're doing. I think in the next couple of weeks, I really, um, I think you know we're definitely going to talk about that heavy with the draft coming up at the end of the, in the next month. Um, but I think I think it's to be determined. I don't I don't I just don't know how much of an impact it's going to have, because um, like you said, if if they if if they drop down to seventh to eighth to ninth, it's going to be real easy to say, hey, you guys got rid of Kellen Moore. You know, he was when he was here. This is we were doing X, Y and Z, and we just can't do that right now. So I think I think it's a lot to be determined. And, and any final thoughts on on your side with that? Yeah, I mean, so a lot to be determined, like you said, but I think we have a lot of great momentum going into the season with the new additions. Excited to talk more about the draft. We have a lot of draft capital. There's a lot of different ways we can use that capital. So we'll be talking about that in the coming weeks. But hey, we've made some great progress already where we're at. So, you know, I know we're we're talking, you know, speculating here on a, I'm kind of leaning March, towards the negative. <laughs> March thirtieth, and and we just had a thirteen win, yeah, thirteen win yeah. season where we were potential to, to get the number one seed. You know, we were a game away from getting that number one seed. Yeah, but hey, we're we're doing the right things. We're in a good place for it being, you know, as we're recording this, the last day of March, and you know, we'll see how the next thirty days shake out, and we'll have a better idea of what of what the uh, the roster is going to look like. I agree with you. And and I'm, you know, I, I know, I guess I, I probably sounded super pessimistic today. 
um, with Dak and, and with kind of some of the stuff, but I, I am, I'm, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited. I'm so stoked for the draft coming up. I want to see what they do. Cause I do think this team is in position um, to make a big run this season. I really think they are, like you said, and we've said uh, NFC's weak, weakest it's been in a long time. Probably about three teams that have a legitimate shot to get to the Super Bowl. Um, there's always those, you know, teams that sneak up on you. But as of today, it's really just San Fran, Dallas, and Philly. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. Um, so, so I appreciate we again. We appreciate you all for listening. You can follow us um, on the Instagram or not yet, right? Not yet on the Instagram. Coming soon. Follow- coming soon on you can follow us on twitter uh at cowboys takeover podcast again to cowboys takeover podcast you can follow us on facebook what's the facebook here aa ron cowboys takeover podcast baby let's go we keep we keep it the same we keep it smooth for all you guys you can just each one go find it we're good um but again we can appreciate you go give us a follow go give us a like um we really appreciate you guys for listening the numbers have been awesome um again any feedback you know, feedback is all we, we love feedback. It's, you know, whether good or bad, it, again, it helps us, uh, n- you know, know where we need to go and where we need improvement. Um, even though I think we're fantastic already. Um, I hope you guys do too. And, and we appreciate you guys again. Uh, we love you. We love the fan base. Let's go Cowboys. Let's, let's get ramped up for this draft. Um, I, I'm ready. I'm stoked. I know Aaron is, um, thank you guys. And you guys have a great rest of your evening. Appreciate you guys for listening.